Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 8, Episode 28. I'm Jack. I'm ASD. You're going to kick us off with the show tonight, aren't you? Yeah, I just I, there's, a, there's a little man called uh, Harry who has been in hospital for a while now, for, for three weeks. He's had multiple operations and at the moment he's a bit subdued and he's not feeling particularly good. So we just wanted to say, we don't usually do this, but we just wanted to speak to Harry and just say, we send you all of our support, all of our love, mm-hmm. everyone at Echoes of Glory is behind you. Uh, remember that bad things happen to everybody. We can't help them, but it's all about how how much we get up afterwards. So get well soon. We get hope well to, soon. We hope to speak to you soon. And when you're better, we'd like to see you. We'll, we'll speak to you either over Skype or in the studio. So get well soon, mate. Get well soon. So what's gone wrong over the last four games? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't been on the show. So that's been that's been, that's been a thing. Um, I don't know. That I was just I was thinking. I was sat here waiting for you, and I was thinking we can't. We, we're not here to talk about results. We are here to talk about results, but we can't guarantee results, right? What we're here to talk about is the performance and how the team approached yep. it and the players and all that sort of stuff. Seems obvious, but it's what we've got to talk about. The team was there to beat Southampton. We were beating them all day long in the first half. Um, and I think it's the same with the last four games. I think we could have had Arsenal. We could have had Chelsea. Like Some people say we haven't been lucky. But mm. I'm not like I think I do think you create luck, and if we're just relying on lucky chances to either go in or not, then we're not controlling games like we should do. I think there's a mentality issue. I really, really do think there's a mentality. Yeah, it's interesting issue. you said that actually. So a, a couple of points before we talk about mentality. Is it a case of we had the rub of the green when came was out, and we did win a lot of games late on that potentially we might, and now we're we're struggling to get results. So are they sort of evening themselves out? A little bit, definitely a little bit. Like if you have a look at Man United versus PSG, us versus Dortmund. The reverse could have happened very, very, very easily. And, you know, for all the chances that we may have missed against Southampton, we had one that went in against Dortmund, and that's, mm. the, that's the rub of the green. I think there's a... I, I, I was thinking, like, when, we've, when we're down, when we haven't got as many players, the team sort of has to pick itself, and mm. we don't have many options. And so we have to play really well with that team. Now we, maybe we've got too many options, if mm. we're not talking about mentality. Well, no, let's talk about mentality, because Up Up Sharks on Reddit, brilliant name, uh, yeah. has said that mentally we've failed again. Year after year it happens, and it's no different. I think we break the moment a team that shouldn't beat us does, or that if our title chances go away, we just become so unmotivated and we mentally collapse. I think that's a really good point, because... Mm. That has happened, but we've been in rate tart races and then all of a sudden we're out of it and then we do seem to sort of drop away. But, I mean, we're in a really dangerous situation now that if we drop away, we're not even going to get Champions League football. So we've got to be extremely careful in these next nine games that are left. We've dropped nine points where we shouldn't have dropped, or ten points or whatever it is. I think I've got six reasons here. Kane does change the team. I think there is a reliance on him to be that centre forward to mm. go and get all the goals whereas when he's not here everyone had to muck in. Obviously he had Lorente but everyone... Do you think everyone else ups their game then when a Kane's not there? They have to take more responsibility mm. and it's not all about Kane. Ericsson has gone quiet. Now he's played 120 games since June 2017. That's a lot of games but mm. and I don't get this he's looking for another club. Why would Real Madrid want him? I don't know. Mm. You know he's 27 now he should be pulling the strings and bossing it. He's not. Maybe he's knackered. I, I don't think he's He's been distracted. I think there's something off about him. Do we think the absence of Deli Ali is a big thing with Ericsson? Massive. Deli is our most important player. And I mean our most important player. More important than Kane, so we can get goals elsewhere. Deli does an incredible job of sitting in between the two lines of midfield, like the attack and the, def- the mid- defensive midfield, and pulling people all over the place. You cannot pick him up. You cannot pick him up. And so he drags everyone else out, all the opposition out of place, which gives space for everyone else to play. He was a nightmare first half on Saturday. Yeah. He was brilliant. And he's such a clever player as well. That when, even when teams try and man-mark him, 
he would then go and be a left back, wouldn't he, for five minutes and say, "Well, can't man mark me here?" Then obviously, yeah. no one's ever going to do that. He's, he's amazing. Um, I've, I, the, my third point is most of all mentality, which is mm. something just weak. Like there's no, there was no fight second half. We we were passing to the wrong people. We're not on Southampton yet. Mm. I just think there is a mentality issue where, you know, they talk when you look at the European leagues. You'll have a look at Juventus uh, when we went there and got. 2-2 draw they hadn't lost at home they hadn't, people hadn't scored against them at mm. home we went and got two goals then we went 1-0 up they just ground the game out mm. they scored two goals and then they, were, they played the dark arts we just don't have that mm. killer mentality where you don't make a mistake you don't make mm. a mistake we make mistakes and it, it, it's, we're paying for it now mm. it's a bit childish well, P-Dog 1 on Reddit has said that P-Dog P-Dog mm. uh, said that he thinks the lack of midfield personnel has become quite evident Against Southampton, he thought Dyer was woeful in the first half and the second half dropped to a back three, leaving Sissoko in there on his own. Rates him highly, but he can't run it on his own like Winks. Um, I, I sort of get that, but then, you know, like you said earlier, when we've had injuries, we've coped. Mm. I thought that the, the Southampton one for me was a real shock. Like the Chelsea one, you know, we've, we've not Chelsea got a great way. record there. Yeah. The Burnley one. It, we shouldn't you know, be losing it. We, sh- but we shouldn't be losing it, but I think those games do happen. But this, that Southampton one for me was a shock because we were in complete control. Yeah. It was the Burnley one. I never necessarily felt that comfortable. Southampton at 1-0, I'm thinking, we're going to go on and win this 4-0. Yeah. I really just thought we were going to batter them. Um, so I think that's an interesting point. Spurs VIP on Reddit has said, we've been made to look amateur for most of the back end of this season. The tippy-tappy style at the back from each wing used to work when we had that pass into midfield where it could be brought forward into the attack. Now that we don't have that, which was Dembele, and we can't link our defence with our front three or four, that's why Ericsson's playing deep and it doesn't improve our play. He can't necessarily beat a man. Now, I, I get the point that what Dembele did bring is something completely different. Mm. But then, And I get the criticism of Ericsson because he's frustrated me so much the last month. But then if we go back a month when we were picking results up, then you know lack of depth wasn't an issue and yeah. different formation wasn't an issue. So I think potentially we're reading maybe a little bit too much into it. I just think that that Southampton loss was just a case of, like you say, switching off defensively. It was and unbelievable. If you, if you look at our defence, like the last six, seven games, we've been considering a lot of goals like one or two a game and it's like mm. but you're putting so much pressure on your strikers then yeah. where you've got to get at the moment it feels like we've got to get three to win a game that's mm. how it feels as a fan can't score three, which is a dangerous yeah. position to be in especially when teams are just sitting in and playing you on the break um, but yeah that, but I, I, I'll take that as a point and I do agree that we have lost a, diman- a dimension sorry with Dembele but he hasn't really for me been there that much for Not the last year. year so um, I'm, I'm, I take issue with the dire point I mean I was there, and we'll go on to that in a minute. I went to St Mary's for my first game of the season. I thought Dyer was really, really, really good. He dropped back, so we started with a back four, but then he would drop back, so it became a back three. And they did not enter our half. They had, mm. they, it, they barely got into our half, and that's mm. because we had three at the back, and then loads of other players just buzzing around, and Dyer was the central hub of that. Yeah. I thought he was really good, he's, but I've only seen it from my seat. He's one, and I struggle to understand this, that divides opinion, mm. Eric Dyer. And people that aren't Spurs fans tend to say, oh, I don't really know what he does. Mm. But that's, I think that's a massive compliment to him because he does that job that's not noticeable. Yeah. He mops up, he's aggressive with and without the ball. Yeah. Um, he keeps it ticking over. You know, he's not necessarily going to thread a beautiful pass through and set Kane up from 40 yards. Yeah. Although he did do that at Chelsea last year with yeah, Deli Alli, which I think everyone forgets about. So he has got that in his locker. But he's a player for me that just breaks up play and keeps us moving. He's he, the engine. He's, he's, the he's, engine. he's such a big player. And like you said, with him there, 
there we go to back three back four whatever he yeah. can constantly change the formation just by having Dyer in the centre of the pitch I think he's one of our smartest players and he mm. translates the tactics and the shape movements mm. into ways that we don't understand like when I remember when I sat with you for the last game of the season like, mm. uh, at White Hart Lane and you've obviously got a qualification in coaching I don't mm. um, and you were able to spot things and people moving that I just don't see mm. you've got a level one qualification and these players are dealing with things beyond our comprehension yeah. and you can say we've got we've been watching it for years we don't understand what is going on on the football pitch we don't and we don't know what those players have been specifically told for exactly. that game as well exactly. sometimes you look at it and you think oh god why does he keep playing that pass it's like well it must be something that yeah. they've picked out that that's you know you might have to play that pass ten times and you might only get it through once but when yeah. you do well, that'll, yeah. that'll be what kills them. Chelsea away is a, you know, the, the Chelsea where we beat them 2-0 at home, Christian Eriksen to Dele Alli headers, they would have highlighted mm. that walk of running up, dropping it back to Eriksen, Eriksen putting the same ball into the same player yeah. twice. And it's the same with Eriksen scoring against Chelsea last year where we went 1-0 down to the Morata header and then Eriksen scored that worldie. Yeah. Literally two minutes before he had done exactly the same thing because yeah. we knew that was what was going to happen. Yeah. Obviously we're the... We know everything that's going on. I just want to make that very clear. Yeah, he was upset, Maurizio, when we caught up with him at the weekend. Yeah, but, you know, it'd be okay. Um, what do you make of this point? Then also on Reddit. So, we need to spend a good 250 to 300 million pounds in the summer, maybe even more when you factor in paying who we already have more money. Are we that. Do you honest? Do you think that we're that far away? Do you think we're 300 million pounds away from. We're a Jack Grealish away from winning on the weekend. Mm. And we wouldn't be having that this discussion mm. at all. Honestly, someone just to to tighten up, boss it up, and to stop them running at us. The problem with, on one hand, I think who who is it who said that? Uh, this is potentially the best Reddit name oh, really? I've ever heard. Tits McFloppin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so TMF, I think is <laughs> is right because. You have a look at how much you pay for a, cent- a decent centre-back. We're about to lose Toby. We need a decent centre-back. Yeah. Liverpool are paying ridiculous money for it. Liverpool are paying ridiculous money for keepers. Like That £250 million is buying you two and a half players mm. of world-class talent. That's not, mental. But potentially not even world-class. Definitely If not. you look at it, like, and whether or not this is a player that you'd ever want to see at Tottenham, you, Harry Maguire, for yeah. example, is, is, a, is probably the best of the rest in the Premier League. He's Michael Dawson. Um, how much would he... He would cost you, Jesus, 60, 70 million? 60, and he's probably. not worth that. And for, for a player that's OK yeah. and is unproven at that level. And we are a team where we are massively in debt because of the stadium. Mm. Um, I know we've been saving up for two transfer windows, but we, we don't have 250 million. We're not Chelsea, we're not City. I don't, see, I, I don't necessarily think that we are 250, 300 million pound away I don't think we're that far off. We've been there for the majority of this season and also last season. Yes, we've been shocking the last month and we're now in a fight for top four. I completely get all that. Yeah. But I don't think that we're £300 million away from challenging City and Liverpool. I think we're one absolute class player. I think we are, maybe not him again because of Divide's mm-hmm. opinion. I think if you put Gareth Bale in, in our side, I, I genuinely think that is the difference. If you look at the games that we've lost this season where... You know, if we'd have won them, we'd be right up there. Wolves, Watford away, yeah. Burnley, and yeah. the Southampton one. If we'd have won all of them, 12 points, you'd be sat top of the league at the moment. Yeah. And those games are literally one goal either way. Yeah. And you just need a moment of brilliance from a player. Do you know what? I, I often agree with you, but I don't hear. I think we need four players and we need to actually exchange them for I don't think Sissoko is good enough I think we got 3 out of 7 and now 3 out of 10 now he's 7 out of 10 and he can't pass he cannot pass long or short 
um, and he can't shoot. And he's he's a bit like Aaron Lennon, where he does the really good bit, and then he all misplays a pass. He's, he is an all. He's got an awful first touch as well. Uh, when Yama, he's a player that this has been used so effectively, and I think he just gets his role now. He yeah. understands what he's got to do, and it's like don't overcomplicate it. Don't just well, get the ball. Give it to somebody that can kick it. Yeah, yeah. He's an engine. Don't worry. But the difference between third or fourth and second and first is a player who can do that plus. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. what's his face at Do you City? think we've got too much potential deadwood in our squad? Like, do you think we keep hold of players for too long? You mentioned Aaron Lennon. Mm. Someone like Lamella, we've had him for. Lamella's next on my firing list. Four, I would five get rid years of him. now. Yeah, like, yeah. Have we potentially had him for too long? He's like, picked. is he the type of what player that we need to. What's more is he going to give to us? He's not quick. He, he's a really good passer. He's a really and he's aggressive and we love that. He doesn't score enough. He doesn't assist enough and he mm. doesn't prove himself enough to start. That, that's that. Mm. Um, I, if you want to change, like Man City bring on Riyad Mahrez. Now we can't get Riyad Mahrez, mm. but he'll change it. He, he, he scored the first goal last weekend yeah. in a 1-0, I think it was. I can't remember who they were playing. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Lamella isn't that player for mm. us. He's a Europa League player. He's brilliant. He's mm. not good enough for us. Do you him. think then the reason that we've kept these players is purely because we know at the moment we can't afford to go out and get Absolutely. replacements Absolutely. and the replacements we'd get would cost more and probably wouldn't even be any, any oh, better than Pochettino what we've got Pochettino's been over, overperforming yeah. in his job yeah but we are when Poch came out on the weekend people said it was really bad and he said now we're in a fourth place battle people will now see the level that we're at mm. this is the level we're at he's right now obviously you shouldn't be saying that people are saying it's the cracks I love that straight talking we are a fourth a th- we should be sixth we should be Everton that, that's the wages we pay we keep on talking about it. That, that's the level we are. He has got more out. He's squeezed so much out of those players. Yeah, he has. Are, is that so? The table of whatever, however high up the league you pay in terms of wages, that yeah. tends to be where you finish. Is Tottenham a, a Tottenham a bit of an anomaly in that? In terms of, are our players just as good as the other sides on top of this, but yet we just don't pay them as much? So, is the argument of we should be six actually a little bit misleading? Because if mm. all of our players were at City. They would probably be all be on to under 250 grand a week. I think our first team competes with anyone in Europe. I really do. Maybe not Barcelona, but apart from that, I really do mm. think. Um, I think it's then about 12, 13, 14, 15. Who do you bring on to change the game and then who mm. plays when you're playing three games a week? That, that's the mm. bit I'm talking about. And mm. we don't, we cannot afford... It's like Cranchar. Cranchar was never... Lamella mm. is the new Cranchar. He's not good enough to start. Mm. He's good enough for someone who is in sixth, but it's not good enough for him. We yeah. need players to be fighting for that first choice, yeah. and unfortunately we just don't have them. Um, Modric THFC on Reddit says, mm. the last four games, lost away to Chelsea, this is normal. Draw at Wembley of Arsenal, decent result. Win away at Dortmund, really pressed in performance. Lost away at Southampton without Poch after taking the result for granted. Not the end of the world. No, and it's never the end of the world. I mean, the, the fact we've been in third for so long has just raised people's expectations. And I, I don't want to over-rely on that wages thing. Mm. Um, it's just one part of the pie. The, the, that, that was why I was starting with the result thing. I'm just disappointed in how they approached the second half. Mm. Um, it, it was just a bit of a... You know, I'm glad we're not. We haven't travelled all the way to Germany and then just been smashed. It's it's only down Southampton. Mm. It it just felt felt disrespectful for Southampton for mm. us. It just it wasn't right. Mm. Let's talk about Southampton then. So you were there. Yes. So your first time at St Mary's. My first time at St Mary's. Brilliant away ground. Oh, it's, like, it's a great experience. It reminded me a little bit of White Hart Lane. Yeah. So, so tell us about the day then, start to finish. So I got texted. So it was my birthday a couple of weeks. Um, thanks for all your birthday wishes. Didn't get any. Uh, <laughs> Jav texts me. Javad. Uh, from a rival podcast, uh, texted me and said, do, do you want to go? And I was like, Obs. like it might be the only chance I get to mm. see Spurs this season. So I gave up my season tickets. So I'm going to China. And um, 
I got the train from where I live in Letchworth down to King's Cross, then the Tube Piccadilly line all the way through central London, then up to North Ealing where Jav picked me up and we drove down. Um, I came packed with Jaffa cakes, two boxes of Jaffa cakes. There's a question on Jaffa cakes later. Oh mate, I will smash Jaffa cakes. (laughs) Um, and hot cross buns. We we got it was it was a cracking drive. Like we parked fifteen minutes away. Um, we went to find some food. On the way, we parked. Like Southampton is a fairly lovely city. Like mm. it's, it's obviously rivals to Portsmouth. It's a dock city, so it's cold. As yeah. like it is cold. Yeah. Past the pub, and there's a couple of scallies um, outside, and they went over the grounds that way, like pointing the mm. complete opposite way, and it was like brilliant. That's the sort of place we're in. Um, I mean, there are some proper like mouth breathing window lookers out there but it's it. but tell you what was interesting about St Mary's it was full of families kids it was yeah, a really lovely it's a family atmosphere. club it, is. it wasn't Larry at all mm. and that was really nice because you do have to just walk through loads of different lanes in an estate a stage, an industrial estate to get there um, we were singing the whole first half yeah. so it was a classic away game where in when you weren't at your seat where you're just in the foyer people were singing all the dark songs having a great time mm. and it was fun like I, I miss that stuff but then when you got to your seat everyone was stood the whole time I was I always end up sat next to the fat bloke so I couldn't put my legs I'm not I'm six Jeff foot Jeff lost a bit of weight <laughs> alright so don't um, we had a great um, we just stood and sang the whole time there weren't many anti-Arsenal or anti-Samantha yeah. songs until they piped up so it wasn't that bad but like when we were singing you're going down and Alfie does it and that really came back to bite us mm. um, the best one was because obviously their song is when the Saints go marching in we had when the Spurs go marching in and we really out sang them mm. they don't have a noisy crowd yeah. they don't um, they, have a, they have literally like a handful of people in one block at the back singing that are giving it they're yeah, giving yeah. it but they're next to the way fans are always going to give it so it wasn't that bad. Um, seagulls in the ground everywhere. Mm. Like there was there was five of them just flying around and rubbish everywhere. I think the location of the away fans in some areas is great as well. You're right behind the goal. Like it's a the whole side in. of it. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you have the whole back end of the the, um, the pitch, which was great. Um, but it was really family. Like when you're outside, they had loads of like the academy players doing keep you up in competitions. Mm. They had the, the Saints band playing outside. It was really lovely. Um, it was noisy when they scored. Tell you what, half time they had the Saints Mobile, which was a, a car with one of the mascots just on top of it waving to the crowd, which Amazing. was like the Pope Mobile, that was rubbish. Um, uh, and they had some guys taking penalties, trying to kick them hard. Like one guy missed and all this mm. lols. Um, and then we just, it was just quiet in the second mm. half because we were rubbish. What was it like when, when, the goal, when our goal went in? Because away from home, you celebrate a goal. Ten times more than you do when you're at home, just oh, because it, it, it goes off. It? it goes off. People are jumping all over the place, like people are falling over themselves. Like people are happy because yeah. you know because it, and it had just been announced that we were going back to the um, the ground, so people were singing this. We go, we yeah. know. So people were genuinely happy. They were really happy, and so it was just part of the atmosphere. And we were battering them, and you you, you relax a little bit more. Yeah. So everyone was chilled. It, it went. It was really happy. Then we came out, and you expect ten minutes. Of them yeah, yeah. being on top, they made some changes. They brought Shane Long on, and um, who had to go off, so a sub got sub. But it, 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 it was. It didn't stop, mm. and they were just playing balls over the top. We can't deal with balls mm. over the top, like we really can't. And so we got we got pushed back and back, and then the their first goal went straight across our box from and it it went over our defenders and across the box, and it went. Sanchez could have t- touched it. Vertonghen 
could have touched it. Danny Rose had to go from his legs mm. to turn and hit it. And uh, what's his face? Valerie, Valerie yeah. scuffed it in. And we were a bit like, undeserved. But come on, we got this. Mm. It was strange defending. It was weird. It, and it, and it, Spurs, like. it makes you... Because when you see it, the first time you see it, you think, oh my God, what is Danny Rose doing? That's yeah. what you think. And in these... Re- when you watch the replay back, he goes absolutely crazy at Vertonghen and yeah. Sanchez, which makes you think, did he get a call or did yeah, he not get a call and he just assumed... Yeah. I think he is partly at fault, you don't, don't oh, get me wrong, because he, you know, he'd leave the ball there. But there was some kind of communication thing there because for all three of them to have left it yeah, was no. really, really weird. And I get why the centre-backs can't touch it because that's how own goals happen, right? So I get it. But I mean, it was it was calamitous, and it was after performing so well defensively against Dortmund, it was just a bit embarrassing. You know, both games against Dortmund. The the second goal, Carl Walker Peters takes him down about ten yards mm. further up the pitch from where it was taken. I actually thought he had a decent game, Carl Walker Peters. Up until that, I thought he did the, I thought so he did well. It was noticeable that they isolated him. If you, I, I mean, I've got the benefit of watching it, and we were watching him because we don't get to see him often. And he always had two men on him, and he does like to try and take people on. And he had, like only twice he got caught, but it did create chances mm. for them. I quite like the look of him fine. as a fullback, though. He I think fine. for you know a youngster coming through, he hasn't played a lot of games. No. I, I think he's he more than fine. capable. He was fine, mm. and he just needs to be just just calm down. Still take some risks, but not all of them. Sometimes yeah. just hit it. Yeah. Um, took someone down, Ward Prowse, and I said to Javin, you could ask him. I said Hugo is way too far to the left for such a central mm. free kick. I know he's got a wall. But he was way too far, way too far. Mm. The free kick was unreal, and you've got to give it to Will Proud. His dead ball, his direct free kicks, his corners, everything are up there with anyone in the Premier League. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. so dangerous. And it, 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 Ericsson had one in the exact same spot yeah. in the same end of the pitch and hit the bar. He, he still hasn't scored a free kick in the Premier League since we were there for Swansea away. Yeah. And he got two in one game. I, but Kane missing we should have been three up after t- 12 minutes yeah we had chances um, and then at 2-1 this was the disappointing thing for me we didn't look like scoring not at, at all like, we they didn't, didn't like scoring more we didn't even you know Lorente came on and we tried to put balls up but they were aimless balls literally hit and hope balls forward yeah. not even into dangerous areas no. we just didn't at no point did but, I think we were going to get level well, Delhi coming off changed the game for mm. us as well so that was a big deal um, it was always going to be tough for him to play 90 anyway wasn't it yeah, and I'd, rather, back, I'd like, rather he yeah. didn't to be honest uh, I'd, I'd rather him be fit for the next mm. round um, when we, we all got out like on the whistle started to walk down trying to see if we were going to get a goal um, Spurs fans were pissed off yeah uh, when we all the Spurs fans went left, we had to go to the train station. We had to go right to get back to our chair. So through all, all of the, the Saints fans, yeah. but they weren't like they were looking at us, and the kids were going, "You know, there's some mm. Spuds." I've never got the Spuds thing, but no one gave it to us. Mm. On the way out, there were loads of Scallies who weren't at the game. Um, some of them crossed the road in front of the car, um, and so as we drove off, I gave them yeah. a finger. And then we hit a red light. It's <laughs> like, like in between, between this moment. Stop wanking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but we made it back. Uh, we had some good chat on the way back. And then, uh, tell you what, on the, on the journey on the way back, I was texting the, mm. the WhatsApp group. Um, I was over it by then because mm. the journey back was, it was a, like a 12 hour day. Mm. It was a long day. Woman watching a giraffe webcam. Do you not see this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, the, on the train on the way back, so um, I could see what the woman next to me was watching. She was watching a giraffe webcam the entire way back. And I mean like a 35-minute journey. And then texting her mate about what the giraffe was doing. And it weren't really doing anything. Weird. And eating crisps and I ate... The giraffe crisps. or the person? Well, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, watch your space then for yeah, giraffe. Space. So, good a way good day it. overall, but oh, just I a tough it. result. Mate, I... 
I think it's getting older, having a kid, and just getting more in control of my emotions. I, I'm just numb to it all now. I just, I had a great time with Jav. I, yeah. I love seeing Spurs. It's easy, it's easy to support them when things are going well. It is well. great down there. I had a, a, an away day down there a few years ago, slightly better result, and it was actually the first game when Tim Sherwood was in charge. That was ah. the game. And Lalana scored after five minutes. At the he brought Adebayor back in. Adebayor got a brace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 1-0 Lalana after five minutes yeah. and we were thinking, oh my God, we're literally going to get hammered here. Adebayor equalised in about 35 minutes. Soldado put in an unbelievable yeah, 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 yeah. cross yeah. and he scored. So it was 1-1 at half time so we were thinking, right, here we go. We scored right at the start of the second half yeah. which was an own goal. So Danny yeah. Rose got, got, round the, got the wrong side of his man, hit a really ferocious crossing. Basically, like the goal Valerie scored, if Vertonghen had put it in, that yeah, was what yeah. the goal was. So then we 2-1 up and we were given it we were thinking this oh, is yeah. quality Ricky Lambert scored after a, a Hugo yeah. Howler yeah. he's come rushing out the box and they played a 1-2 round him and then Adebayo got the winner I remember and it was just it yeah. was unbelievable Gazaniga was in goal for Southampton Jeez. it was it was a brilliant away day yeah, we were yeah. all giving it a full time it was oh, oh, loved it um, are you going to do some sort of quiz or something you're yeah, hiding in your paper I've got a quiz paper. for you okay let's do that and then we'll do I the normal one after I have royally stolen this from Athletico Mint um, I'm going to read you four things from the Spurs shop and okay. you just have to tell me which, how which, them in order from most expensive to least okay. expensive that's okay. it easy. so that's well, not easy so the first one is a and I'm just going to read you the description yeah also you can the second option on the Spurs thing on, online is NFL and you can just buy NFL kits from all the other things I don't agree with it anyway um, number one is a Spurs men contrast zip onesie you could not be more comfortable supporting Spurs even if we had a 6-0 lead this Spurs men's contrast zip onesie is a loungewear and nightwear favourite okay. the unique Tottenham Hotspur onesie has a relaxed fit but retains warmth okay number one Right, I reckon that's around 30, 30 quid. Okay. Number two, 2018 2019, signed football in a cube. The Spurs signed football in a cube is signed by many of the 18, 19, not all, many of the first team <laughs> players and supplied in an acrylic uh, cube. The Spurs signed football comes in an attractive presentation Perspex plastic cube. Okay, I reckon that's slightly more. I reckon that's about 35, 40, but okay. Okay. Uh, Spurs quality crystal tankard. Now, I don't know whether that's Spurs quality or quality crystal, but Spurs quality crystal tankard. Uh, this collectible Spurs quality crystal tankard has a cl- club badge etched onto the side. A great piece of the kitchen Spurs collection. That can't be worth much more than 20 quid, surely. Spurs okay. oval cufflinks. These wonderful Spurs oval cufflinks capture iconic to- the iconic Tottenham Hotspur cockerel where these were prized on special occasions. So, onesie, signed football, crystal tankard, oval cufflinks. I'm going to go signed football, number one. Yeah. Onesie, number two. Yeah. Tankard, number three. Yeah. Cufflinks, number four. You got one right. The football oh. in a cube is worth two hundred and fifty pounds. Well, is charged oh. at two hundred fifty. I didn't quid. think that would be worth. Okay, no. a lot of money. Number two is the Spurs oval cufflinks. Doesn't say what they're made of. I think they just made the metal. Sixty pounds. Sixty quid. Sixty quid. Um, the contrast onesie is forty quid, mm. and the crystal tankard is twenty five. Christ. Well, that's where all where all our money's going then at the moment, isn't it? On the, not mine. Yeah, I'm not sure. paying for that. All right. Well, it's time for the proper quiz now. <laughs> the we are Tottenham Hotspur quiz. Better yeah. quiz. Uh, We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. 
other quizzes are available. So I will give you a game that Spurs have played in. Um, I'll give you the date of that game. I'll give you the formation as well because I'm feeling generous. Yeah. Um, half of that starting eleven, and your job is to fill in the blanks. Tell me who else was starting for Spurs that day. So this game is Tottenham four, Liverpool nil, September two thousand and eleven. I know Modric scored in this game. As Adewale scored a belter, and we played a four-four-two formation yeah. in this game. This okay. was AVB. This was the I'm, I missed two games this the season. The Modric goal was a scream. Unreal. In this. Mate, this was like first game of the season because Benny yeah. scored. Yeah. After. Yeah. You should be able to get this quite easily then. Okay, so four-four-two um, we played in this game. Yeah. Um, I think it was Harry Redknapp actually. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sorry, think, yeah. Uh, goalkeeper in this game was a question mark. Yeah. Right back, Carl Walker. Yeah. Centre back, Ledley King. Yeah. Other centre back, question, question mark. mark. Yeah. Left back, Asui Kotto. Damn it. Um, your two central midfielders, one of them's Modric. Yeah. Other one's a question mark. Yeah. Left hand side of midfield was Bale. Yeah. Right hand side is a question mark. Yeah. And your two strikers, one of them is Adebayor. Yeah. And the other one is a question mark. Uh, Plasios played. He's not the centre midfielder. He gave away. Is it not? He's not the other centre midfielder. It's not Zakora. Not Zakora. It's not. JJ was gone. Not JJ. Livermore. Not Livermore. Not Palacios. Not Sandro. No, he was. He was a, a classic Harry Redknapp midfielder. This guy, black boots, shirt tucked in. There we go. Parker. Scotty Parker. There's Parker and Modric in the middle. Uh, Lennon. Nope. Not Crenshaw again. Crenshaw. Was Nico Crenshaw, he was right hand side of midfield. Defoe up front. Defoe up front, great shout. So you need your goalkeeper, goalkeeper and centre half. It's either Friedel. Yeah. Brad Friedel. Um, you're smash, absolutely smashing Mate, this, this is my favourite era. You're smashing this. And then back is either going to be end. Kabul or Dawson. Who are you going to go with? Dawson. Oh, it's oh, Kabul. Kabul. It's Kabul. Not bad though. Great knowledge. I swear. What Great thing? knowledge. But I swear that this was when we had the yellow, the, the yeah. kit down the side. It's this Sky Sports. So, but yeah. Okay. So Friedel in goal, Walker, King, Kabul, Asukato. Amazing pa- game. Parker and Modric, Cranchar, Bale, Defoe, Adebayo. Modric scored the goal that everyone thinks he always scored, which he never, ever, ever did outside the box from the left hand side. Top corner. From a Defoe shot that came back yeah. out to him. Benny, Benny scored. He didn't. Uh, I, think. I can't remember. So Adebayor got two though, because I remember him getting one, which was someone hit it and he followed in on the rebound and dinked it over Rayner and then yeah, put it yeah, in. Yeah. It was a great finish. And the other one was a turn and volley, which he injured himself, yeah. hit, hitting his foot. Who scored the other I one? I feel like the foam might have scored the other one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the the Asuikoto was another game, I believe. Yeah, that's right. That was one of two games I missed. That the other as- the Asuikoto one you're thinking of, free kick comes back to him, then he rifles in the top corner. That was when we beat him 2-1 and Basong scored that's in the it. second half on his debut. Palacios got fouled for that free kick. Yeah. There we go. So that's a We Are Tottenham Hotspur quiz. Um, who do we want in the Champions League quarterfinal? Ajax. And the reason that we want Ajax is because of our history with them. Ajax fans, so obviously we're the Yids, the Yid army, which is very Jewish. Ajax fans call their club the Super Jews and they have songs with the lyrics such as anyone who doesn't jump is a Jew and fans have the Star of David and that's because for Ajax um, Amsterdam used to be called the Jerusalem of the West before World War II so there were 80,000 Jews said to have lived in the city at the time most of them were Ajax fans the Demir Stadium which was at the time where, where they played games in the 90s was in eastern Amsterdam mm. which is where most of the city's Jews so we've got a partnership with mm. them but then also they are like 
they don't have much money. The money they got from winning that Real that first Real Madrid game, which they didn't even win, mm. the TV money was more than their entire revenue. It's mad from they got from the league the previous season. It's mad. And look what they're doing. I mm. think it's a celebration of football what we do because mm. I don't want to play City or Man United or any of the whores. I want to play football. Well, mm. you know what I mean. Yeah. So you want Ajax? Ajax. I'd be buzzing with Ajax. I'd also be buzzing with Porto. Yeah. And my reasoning is completely different to yours. Is that that they're the weaker sides? The and that and you know yeah. at this point now. Um, I know we always say oh the Champions League is about the big moments and all that and playing the top sides I don't want the top sides in this round I want a softer game don't get me wrong Ajax or Porto are going to be an incredibly difficult game over yeah. two legs they've all won knockout games to be here so they're all good sides yeah, but yeah. that compared to playing City if they get through City, or you know Barcelona United, like Liverpool. see I don't think United would be that too the, the draw that would be alright for us I fancy us against United over two legs me too we battered them at Wembley I know they, they got the result but I think over two legs well, we would beat them, them. Um, who do you not want what's the dis- what's the disaster Barca draw? or City they're the two just because mm. City is a boring game Barca is Barcelona mm. I wouldn't and they're not through yet. If Liverpool get through, I wouldn't. I would not want to play Liverpool. I think over two legs, I just couldn't see us beating them. I don't think they are getting through. I'd, and then I think they might win the league. Which I think a, a draw that would be, and they're not through yet either. A draw that would be absolutely horrific for us would be Atletico. Oh God, I don't even want to think about. I think that, that would be an awful, awful. I think we would really struggle against them. Four four two. You say we we don't deal well with yeah, balls no, over the top. Balls to Costa. Like balls up the Griezmann. Uh, that would be oh, a really Costa. difficult. Really, really difficult this. time. I don't want to um, so we want Ajax. I think Ajax, we're in agreement please. there. That'd be yeah. fantastic. And um, there was some brilliant news announced last week that test events have been confirmed for yeah. the new stadium uh, this month. And if all goes well in both of them, we'll be looking at our first proper league game first week of April. Yeah, which is Mate. absolutely unbelievable. Two and a half weeks away. Unbelievable. I've applied for both the test events. Yeah. Um, so the first one is an under 18s game against Southampton yeah. that's 30,000 capacity yeah. and the second one is a Tottenham Legends game 45,000 or so I'm in China because it's next Sunday I'm in China uh, or I'll be flying home from China uh, for the under 18s one which I'm really sad about because mm. you know I love an under 18s yeah. game for footballing reasons um, and so I'm, Don is meant to be sorting out tickets for the uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how far that we get with them <laughs> Uh, but yeah I cannot wait so hopefully successful with the um, applications for that if you're going to those events let me know you want to meet up before that'd yeah, be great you know, that'd be we'll cool. do an interview there and get you on the pod that'd be fantastic it's so. usually weirdos who know us from the pod so if you're normal <laughs> but you're probably not listening so there we go um, we, we've got some uh, we've got some <laughs> listener questions so Carl Woodbridge on Twitter would he uh, friend of the show good friend of the show said for some inexplicable reason the return of Kane has reduced the work rate and affected form of Sun has confidence become arrogance with Kane returning does the squad need an overhaul well we've half answered that um, I'd like to see stats on the work rate but Sun has just gone into a more disciplined position he's not a front anymore so mm. it is a shame he's um, there were two uh, little Korean Korean men Korean men women uh, at the game and they weren't looking when Sun came on and Sun did nothing mm. during the game which was sad for him but they had a great time um, I do think Kane has changed the team he's, he's the best striker in the world so it will mm. change how you play um, it'd be interesting to see him dropped for a game see what, what happens you can't drop him because he gets yeah. the goals 
Um, I, I've, I've said this a, a few times about Kane, and that I feel like when he's not there, we get so many men forward because we know we've all got to contribute something going forward in this game. When he's there, and you see it mostly in the Chelsea game, ball goes up to him, and it's just sort of all gone and like try and score against four. And yeah. like you know, he's not yeah. that good; he can't do it. No. Um, so it, it does affect the way we play. But you know, we. We are 100% at our best when Kane's in the side. Yeah. It's just. What is your first 11 right now? Right now, for at Liverpool, the moment. Everyone's um, fit. Um, for, the, for the Liverpool game. Yeah, I mean, that's our best team. For the Liverpool game, I'll play back three. Yeah. To of. try and combat. So Sanchez, Vertonghen, yeah. Alderweireld. I'd have Rose left back, Aurier right back. Um, central midfielders for that game, if fully fit, I would. Be going Sissoko Winks yeah. for that game. This is just what I think yeah, yeah. would do the best job in, in that Sun. game. Eric, who are you missing out for Ericsson? And then I, this would this would be but I would go Sun Kane Delhi as no, the front Ericsson. three because it's going to have to be soaking up pressure, being extremely disciplined without yeah, the yeah. ball, and then playing on the break. And Delhi can drop in and make that a midfield three, and you leave two up. Yeah. That's the kind of side that I think would go for. You know. I love Ericsson. He's not been that great recently anyway, so yeah. I think form is one reason why he wouldn't be there. Yeah. Dyer's one of my favourite players, but I think in that game against Liverpool, you need players that are quick over five yards, and that's probably the only question mark of him, yeah, that sometimes yeah. people can run past him. Yeah. With having Sissoko and Winks in there, uh, defensively, Harry Winks in those games offers a lot because yeah. it, it gets about people really quick. Dyer gets about people in a completely different way. Yeah, yeah. Games that are horrible and aggressive and nasty, you want him in there. You want him and Sissoko in there because they'll yeah, deal yeah. with that. But it won't be that type of game against Liverpool's quick football. And I yeah, think yeah. that's a Harry Winks type game. The Sissoko foul was a weird one because he raked his studs down Redmond's leg mm. and then he got in Redmond's face he should have gone for that he was lucky to get away with it very very lucky, lucky to get away with it, it. Yeah. Um, Chris Shepard on Facebook says, do you agree with Rio Ferdinand's point that the Spurs team of two years ago is better than the current team I mean it's, it's difficult to argue against it but then we had the emotion of the White Hart Lane as well which I think I think the crowd needs to take a look at itself because um, it, obviously we're such an emotional team that we I think the crowd needs to play a bigger part we moan too much obviously we're tired of going to Wembley we hate it it's not our home um, but that impacts the team and on the flip side the emotion of the last season at Wembley not getting bit, uh, last yeah. in the while I think that plays a massive part yeah well. and I also think that you know like our team then versus our team now hasn't changed a lot no. we've lost Walker yeah. and our right back you know I think Trippier gets a lot of he gets slated more than he should do, in my opinion. But he's he's not quite at the level as Walker. Rose's level in that season, that's the best he's ever been. Yeah. And he, I think he's been good this season, but he's not he's yeah, not yeah. quite been there. So I think the team's not changed too much, but no. that that team were just un, seemed unbeatable. Yeah. Um. I I also think that the league that season was a little bit weaker. Mm. I don't think the teams were were as strong yeah, that yeah, season. I but I would probably say if I could have that team of two years ago or this one. I'd have the one of two years ago. I'd have, and the crowd and the ground. And just the whole, that whole season. Um, that Arsenal 1 1 doesn't happen in White Hart Lane. It doesn't. Yeah. We have a, like, see, on a serious point, the England, Wales, I'm not here to have a go at England, but the atmosphere at the Millennium Stadium it does make makes a, big a difference. massive difference. It does. Because you feel like you're fighting something. You don't fight anything at Wembley because yeah. you can't hear anyone. Uh, Richard Stanton on Facebook said, Which team has got the worst fans, do you reckon? Chelsea for me, bunch of racists. Yeah, Chelsea, because they're proud of how disgusting they are. I just can't stand them. I, mean, I think it depends in terms of what you mean by worst fans. If you're talking, you know, that kind of behaviour, Chelsea and West Ham are yeah. absolutely awful, yeah, awful yeah. fans. They're just, 
everything about them is just disgusting. It's not nice at all. Um, the more the modern day city, Man City Man fan city, is yeah. shocking. Yeah. If you know the the old school lot that were there yeah. when they were in the second division, fantastic. Um, but the modern day supporters of City are, are pretty poor Liverpool so. there's loads of them they're all plastic they never go to games and they just, they, they're just they so entitled when, mm. and they've been awful we finished what seven of the last nine seasons mm. above them so entitled for nothing do you have that on Facebook how many Jaffa Cakes can ASD finish in one sitting I can tell you oh mate you reckon you could do a hundred uh, that's a lot man I did about thirty on the trip if it was a hundred and it was, and you were being hundreds. and you were being sponsored Over for, a, for a charity yeah. in one sitting, so I'd you give can... it a real good go. That's how many boxes? Five boxes. I I would have a good go. I reckon you could do that. I reckon I could can do that. Believe in yourself. You can do it. Um, and Coy's on Reddit has said, "I would never blame Kane for our lacklustre performances as the man is simply phenomenal. Phenomenal. However, the stats need to be seriously considered in question. Why have we performed so badly since his return? And we've sort of talked about this. But I think it's just a combination He's of a hit number the point of things. On the head. Kane can't be blamed because Kane is only responsible for Kane's uh, work rate. Everyone else needs to step up. It's mm. that simple. Yeah. Um, but thanks as always, everyone, for your questions. Yeah, There's some you. great ones there. Um, we might be podding next week. We might not be. We'll see. I, uh, I think Stato might be about. So if he is, that would be fantastic. Yeah, You're in China. Yeah. Um, Ni hao. Uh, so yeah, bring us back the gifts that you did from your previous visit. Um, still waiting for him. Enjoy the week, everyone. There's no games. So, you know, it can't be a, a terrible weekend this weekend. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, but remember, the future's bright. The future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain, and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.